So I, I like I, I think I have movie recaps to do. You know what I mean? It isn't a movie bender by any means, but I have some oh yeah movie yeah. movie recapping to do. I, I I'm I feel like I'm starting to catch the movie bug again, but um, we'll see what happens with that. I'm so like <laughs> since it hasn't I haven't had the movie bug as much lately. My recap will be small, and but precise. <laughs> <laughs> small but it's it's a quality quality yeah i guess i I think i'm only mentioning a couple man uh both theater experiences whoa Uh, yeah but went to the theater twice in may nice Uh, and the first was since we were just talking about me getting uh being fully vaccinated having moderna part two the actual actually that when I got my Moderna part two, the next f- day was Mother's Day. And so I just woke up really late on Mother's Day, you know, rolled out of bed like a groggy mess. And uh, my family was like, oh, you can make the plans now since you're feeling okay. And I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, I said I would go to something. And I, was, but I didn't remember what it was. And it was, it was a movie like a screener of uh in in the heights <laughs> oh nice the, yeah yeah the original lin-manuel miranda like play that's a debt you know that's uh turned mm-hmm. into the big screen so we saw like a screener of that at the uh, uh theater you know uh that no that not a lot of other people know maybe if you're listening you know it, but uh the seven bridges uh Cinemark, oh, yeah. classic Burbs yeah. theater one of my favorite a lot like, of time there Oh yeah, very nostalgic about that theater. Like I saw, like I saw the Dark Knight at that theater, Dude, John. Me too, man. <laughs> In IMAX. <laughs> I remember seeing that, uh, yeah, for the very first time. It was packed, and I sat. I was sitting way too close <laughs> to the screen. <laughs> and it's like and it was so intense, and yeah. I was so young. <laughs> and and it's super long too, yeah. But yeah, I ate up every second, yeah. 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 So anyways, back at yeah. that theater. Um and I have literally like it was one what one it was like weird being back at a theater. And mm-hmm. two, I had no idea what I was really seeing. You know what <laughs> I mean? So I knew this was going to be like an interesting experience cuz I was like, all right, this is going to be just something totally unexpected cuz I haven't seen Hamilton. Me neither. Yeah. yeah yeah it's a it's a big deal a lot it's mm-hmm. uh a mainstream thing a lot of people see, sat through it i think it's like maybe four hours long yeah it's um super long in the heights thankfully is like two hours and uh 20 minutes which still, is still not... longer than i would expect yeah uh, i mean i was yeah. checking the run time while i was in the theater <laughs> i'm like since I had no idea what it was, I was like, this better not be four hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and I had like, I was, my schedule was all off because of the shot. I hadn't really eaten, you know, I had li- literally rolled out of bed to go to this. <laughs> and, uh, it, and it was crazy. The movie began and it's style just like hit me. And, you know, I won't say that I was in it the whole way through, but I definitely felt that like musical, magic through this and like people in this movie were very talented and it's really well directed and well choreographed so um you know i wouldn't even this is not a thing i would ever picture myself watching on my own i mainly went for mother's day but uh (laughs) 
nevertheless, like I thought it was uh, pretty enjoyable. And I've weirdly had some of the songs uh, Ooh. Uh, just kind of come up, you know, in, in my mm. uh, everyday life following it. And, and I've always like, wait, that's from in the heights and i'm like i'm thinking about in the heights you know what i mean uh it's super yeah uh, but it but it's but it's good and nice. uh, it's a worthy uh it's a worthy like should be a worthy big deal musical for sure which you know there aren't a lot of which is which is cool, cool. yeah yeah i saw the trailer for it looks good probably check it out all right am i going again uh, oh i can go i can go okay yeah, here I'll actually I'll my have a similar one because I watched this the, the yeah I think the day is it the day or the day after I got my second dose of Moderna, um, and it's a movie you recommended to me that I'd never heard of before. But Strange Days, the Catherine oh, Bigelow, Catherine Bigelow, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if I would have sought this out on my own. So yeah, I'm glad you gave me the recommendation because it was really good yeah and uh yeah. yeah it's definitely right up there with the other big lows from like the 80s and 90s yeah uh, the, the only two i guess i can think of are uh uh point break and near dark yeah we watch yeah we both watch near dark i know yeah. i need to get more into bigelow uh as well like uh dive deeper especially since i rewatched point break and i was like blown away a couple mm-hmm. months ago and i know that this movie is just this movie was great when i watched it a couple years ago too um yeah. i love that it's a cameron script so it's got all the really cool strong women characters but it's like right i don't know it's uh it's it's like dark it's a little like darker and more artsy than a cameron movie which which it was cool about it yeah definitely and it, it was super relevant to today too because it involves you know cops cops shooting innocent black people and interestingly enough too there's like body it's because of the you know the tech that they're using throughout it to like capture people's experiences whenever like they're essentially body cams that like cops have now so yeah that's right yeah super interesting concept um then yeah it it definitely felt like a, a cameron film like just just the the vibes of it so yeah it's uh yeah really really good it was a good movie to watch when i was just sort of bracing myself for the effects of the second dose and yeah it's an it's an intense dark one to watch that's for sure yeah yeah definitely but uh, that's cool i'm glad you watched it strange days all right my second theater experience was uh on it was actually on my birthday last week uh my brother and i who's been on yeah jake who's yeah thank you thank you thank you thank you uh jake who's been on the past couple episodes and i friend of the show yeah friend of the show and not here today but still he we rented a theater on my birthday and Mm. in the city uh you can do that at amc for like 100 bucks and just him and I in the theater watched Back to the Future because Dang. that was one of their options and it, it ruled. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. That's, that's awesome. That's a great birthday idea. Actually. Yeah, it was kind of weird because it felt like I was just watching a movie on the couch with him. 
because it was like, you know, so like private, you know, and intimate stuff. Um, but never, but it was like the best quality, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know what right. I mean? Like you're, you're watching it the way you're supposed to. Um, yeah. 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 It was awesome. Nice. It's a hundred bucks. Yeah. To reserve. That's, I think like after what we've been through this year, it's worth it, you know? Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah, that's that's really uh really worth it to just have the theater to yourself and especially yeah. a movie I would watch on a little screen um mm-hmm. coming like you know the ones that pop down in the car that you watch as you know in the car yeah. as a kid. Yeah. I, I would watch it on the smallest screen always on car trips as a kid. Every car trip it was like the first movie we popped on and I've <laughs> never once seen it you know in a theater ever. Yeah. So you yeah. know finally doing that now was uh it was great nice cool did you get to choose what movie or did they have like a a list they had a um a very small list and the other mm. two uh, <laughs> I, the other two were rough I'm, i i don't remember what they were and one might have been too fast too furious which is wow. so what's such a random it's one bizarre. to do yeah, yeah. Yeah, at least you had an easy, uh, easy choice then. Yeah, and they gave you it was they didn't give you like a tiny like theater either. They gave you a pretty decently sized theater. I was like, this is awesome. Wow, dang. Yeah, that's good to know. Yeah, cool. Um, all right, so I'll go with a theater th- experience then too. Uh, I saw Return to the Theater <laughs> and saw Nobody the new bob odenkirk Um, oh yeah man bob odenkirk as john wick pretty much yeah Um, that trailer made made me laugh when i saw it for sure i was like oh my god (laughs) yeah this was a good movie too good movie to return to the theater with too because it was a a ton ton of action um so many so many like choreographed fight scenes it really it was uh it was very similar to John Wick um just in terms of the fight scenes but this was much more like brutal where i would say John Wick is more of like a dance you know like everything all the mm. the timing and everything is so perfect and same with uh nobody but nobody is is super super gory and brutal much more than i thought it would be oh wow um, yeah so it's uh it's fun to see uh Bob Odenkirk in that in that type of role though. Uh yeah, I think and he's, everyone he's loves really Bob Odenkirk too, and they love yeah. violence, so it's yeah. it's just such a win. Yeah. And there's I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but I feel like uh I don't feel like this will ruin anything for you, but I think the uh um Bob Odenkirk's like family, his dad and his adopted brother, they sort of reunite at the end and uh, that's all i'll say but his dad is played by christopher lloyd who yeah Brown, i knew that to the future. Right. yeah and then his adopted brother is the rizza and yeah he... yeah 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 and i heard the rizza has like a scene like an act yeah he scene. does it's a really really cool uh actually when when rizza is actually um like in the scene because he he's like on the phone in a couple uh, of early scenes but he really doesn't come in till the end but uh but yeah it's yeah. cool cool seeing the three of them in this big action movie together 
It was one of those moments where Jake was telling me about that. Ex- he was telling me about that exact scene, and I was just like, "Oh, I gotta see the movie," you know. And I, <laughs> yeah. I but I forgot about the moment. Of course, I usually that happens often. And I, <laughs> while you were talking about it, I was looking it up actually to see when it's playing at Cinemark, so I could try to see it soon. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, because that just sounds like a great time. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's, uh, it's way over the top in some cases but it's also it's much more serious than i thought it would be i thought it was gonna be like uh like mostly a comedy like an action comedy but it i wouldn't even call it a comedy there are funny moments in it but it's pretty dark and uh yeah dark and and brutal but yeah really really good movie to return to the theater with yeah, nice. It's that it had been a while for you, right? Since before yeah, Tenet COVID. Was, Tenet was the last oh, you, thing you I went saw to the theater, the theater for Tenet, yeah. But that was still, oh, like, I don't know, forever. Fall? Yeah, a while right. ago. You saw it like towards the end of its run, its yeah. time in the theater. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's nobody. Nice. Yeah, I've, uh, that's, that's it. Everything I've done lately is just rewatched random shit <laughs> yeah that's pretty that, much pretty much very typical things to rewatch for the most part <laughs> um but i like you i i think i am getting the the movie bug again, so. yeah no really like yeah. yeah for sure as i said that i've been tired a lot lately i just yeah i really feel like just watching movies and i popped up at like amazon prime uh to watch our movie of the day uh right before this and i i saw like four movies for watch next i was like oh i'll watch all those like i one of i saw the terminal there again i was like oh my god i said i was gonna watch that (laughs) (laughs) that's right yeah we keep talking about rewatching the terminal Uh, i know i know gonna do it one day (laughs) yeah a few episodes you had mentioned that it's on amazon prime yeah (laughs) well that's actually a good transition into the movie we're talking about today because i don't know if you noticed this but the uh the truman show was written by andrew nickel nickel or nicole uh who also wrote the screenplay for the terminal (laughs) (laughs) podcast favorite the terminal that's yeah wow now we have to do the terminal yeah it's all a part of our podcast lore now what a different what a different film yeah, I assume, right? I mean, I haven't seen the terminal in a while, but I assume they're pretty different. It's been a while, but yeah, I I, I think it's pretty different. Um, I guess he he was one of three writers on the terminal, so who knows exactly what uh, his contribution was? But right, none, nonetheless, he is still credited as a writer on that and the Truman Show. Yeah, and when I was watching uh, the Truman Show a couple hours ago, I was I was kind of just kind of wondering, I'm like who wrote this movie because <laughs> this is a brilliant movie and I should know, you know, I should know that I had no idea. And then when his name popped up in the credits, uh, I mean, I know, obviously I knew Peter Weir directed it, but I didn't know who wrote it. And then when his name popped, up, I'm like, don't know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The same. That's why I had to look up what else he'd done. And I was pleasantly surprised to see, uh, see the terminal in there. I don't even remember the other thing. I think he's written a few other things that, um, but I forgot to look too much. But uh, yeah, so uh, Truman Show also, I think, may have been 
Jim Carrey's first like serious role. I think because I think prior to this, he had really only done those, you know, Ace Ventura, yeah. The Mask, yeah, um, Dumb and Dumber, and, maybe. And we're real, we're real, like, we're a couple of Jim Carrey guys, you know, so I feel like <laughs> we can really, you know, uh, I don't know, just trace trace his career um trajectory you know and like you know around this movie and so what i wanted to see you're yeah it's definitely after that like the the explosion you know like of of just you know the the wacko comedy and stuff and (laughs) um it's crazy how he did uh ace ventura and oh actually it's the sequel to ace ventura never mind all right yeah wow I'm just like, what a what a nine what a run he had. <laughs> I keep God, going, yeah. I keep thinking I'm getting to the beginning. I'm like, no, wait, oh yeah, there's all these more he did yeah. uh here. So his nineties yeah. run went for a it looks like it went for quite a little while before the Truman show. And yes, they were all uh comedies. Yeah. The <laughs> big the mid, comedies. Mid to except late for Batman were... Forever. Oh yeah, yeah. But even Batman even for, that, Forever still, uh... may arguably be a yeah, it's like a comedic yeah. role. The Riddler. He, yeah, yeah, he's uh he's super wacky and very. And he's awesome in that. It. He's awesome yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, um, I don't mind that uh that Batman movie. Yeah. No, me neither. And uh, it, it's very you know it's him channeling you know the mask a lot again. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in the you know in the mask he's even like channeling Ace Ventura a lot again because in Ace yeah. Ace Ventura is a creepy ass. Uh, like goofy dude um mm-hmm. and so what but like right after truman's show he does man on the moon which uh i don't know if you ever watched the documentary man on the moon i did um, actually I, I watched the the documentary but uh yeah like right when it came out yeah it's oh you oh so you have seen it yeah the jim and andy one Jim and Andy. It's not called Man the Moon. Yeah, Jim and Andy. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like that documentary really highlights just these couple of years, like Truman Show and Man on the Moon, and uh, mm-hmm. it just being like I don't know, a, 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 you know, him just going down a different, di- going to a different place just creatively, and uh, just I don't know. I, I think maybe on a personal level, philosophically, like in a darker place. Um, yeah. probably after doing after being you know as huge as he was you know doing all those films we've highlighted you know ace ventura and uh um just being the biggest comedic uh, presence in the world uh yeah i don't know his career just t- takes a very interesting route for a comedic actor like yeah. in comparison to other comedic actors you know um you could like he just had this like he just has this inner darkness to him that i find so mm. interesting and you can just start and it, like i mean nowadays it's just it's almost it's kind of sad to see but uh mm. you it, when you listen to like interviews with him you kind of understand why and yeah. He talks a lot about uh, like these films uh, specifically uh, as just uh, op- opening that part of his brain up, kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely he's always uh, just with how outlandish and crazy his characters are. I, I feel like yeah. uh, 
when you actually see him as a person, it's so easy to sort of see through that as sort of like a defense mechanism or right uh, coping for like his inner inner demons and everything that he has. Yeah, and I, I think like one that, thing that makes he repeat- him easier to empathize with too for oh for for sure yeah yeah because there's there's layers to him and a lot of vulnerability that say like will ferrell doesn't necessarily have or bill murray don't have as much necessarily even though you know yeah you could compare uh the truman show as like a bill murray like lost a translation move as like they went deep and existential and you know times um but what Jim Carrey has, like, I've heard him say in interviews a lot of the time is that the persona he developed in the 90s was, like, uh, you know, he was freeing, like, people of concern. You know what I mean? So he was the mm-hmm. person freeing everyone of their concern. Um, and I, I think he just, he felt like, uh, he just felt like the insanity of fame, you know, and just how, on that scale and how crazy it is. And I think that's, definitely what he cha- he's channeling especially uh in the truman show uh, as he's playing a character who's just being watched constantly like his whole world yeah. is the fact he's the center of attention um and, I, and i'm sure that's like why this role just like you know just popped to him probably when he read this script or heard about it or whatever yeah and actually i was reading more about it and uh peter weir like uh, his first choice was Jim Carrey and it turned out that like he he agreed to do it in like 1995 which was like yeah peak Jim Carrey is like top of the world um, but it like interfered with another it, it interfered more with more movies yeah I, I don't know if it was the mask or liar liar one of those cable guy maybe but anyway mm-hmm. he uh, Peter Weir was like so confident that he was perfect for it that he like he put off, he like convinced the studio to put off filming until Jim Carrey was like available to do it. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely like, it's just like a perfect, perfect role for him to just yeah. totally make sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I, I just keep thinking about that Jim and Andy like documentary. Uh, like there's those there's just so much that comes out through just this method acting gimmick he's doing throughout it just like so much uh insecurity that jim carrey uh yeah. lets out yeah 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 just um, very very brilliant guy yeah like in yeah um i don't i've never really questioned why he's like appeared crazy in interviews really yeah um, right I don't know, it, it's, it's it almost, like a, it's an understandable one it's not like the tom cruise like scientology like this guy is not on our like i see i feel i i like empathize with jim carrey a lot yeah yeah exactly like he's this mega star but um but at the end of the day he he doesn't seem like intimidating in a way i don't yeah, know yeah and you can right tell word, he's like but... been tortured by fame in a way yeah yeah and by being like a comedic clown you know what i mean he's like the fact that he's been seen as that when he's actually like he's just like a really brilliant and smart guy of many talents yeah yeah probably always feeling the pressure to be be one of be not like jim carrey but be ace ventura or be ace ventura like vibe you know his whole stand-up persona thing 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. well, like, then... he had one that was that distinct. You know what I mean? Like, it was that, you know, it's that authentic. It's it's why, like, you know, it's why we were rewatching Ace Ventura. You know, it's why all these movies <laughs> were, like, it's, like, one of the best runs uh, of a comedic actor, you know? Yeah. Insane. Yeah. He definitely, he shaped like everyone's childhood in our uh, our age bracket that's for sure um and then he's shaping lives in uh, in the <laughs> truman show as we yeah um as uh i mean should we well, yeah. say the basic premise of the movie <laughs> yeah we should yeah yeah so well i think <laughs> the uh i think right when the movie starts it gives like um it, it kind of gives the pre- pre- premise of the movie right when the movie starts yeah it it, it sets yeah. the tone and i think introduces the um yeah just like the premise the show of yeah. the whole thing yeah yeah that... the show this the, it's a tv show the stars truman uh it was developed by cre- creative Christoph. visionary uh christoph yeah played by ed harris um mm-hmm. I think they use like a term for him as a, at one point he's like a televisionaire or something like that, you know, like he envisions. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He's just an innovative, the Steve jobs of television or something right, like yeah. that. Um, the Truman show is his like magnum opus. It's his yeah. And they, and they really give like, yeah. Yeah. It's, and they really give like minimal information. Like at the beginning, I feel like, like mm-hmm. they just give you what you need. Um, and then they go more into it later, but they like inter. I think don't they interview like maybe his, I don't know his 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 uh, his his friend his friend Marlon. They they mm-hmm. interview Marlon and they're like, uh, and maybe his wife or some she uh, his wife, uh, uh, played by uh, Laura Laura Linney. She she's like, oh, well, the, his life is real. You know, my life is real. Yeah. Uh, and she just seems super out of her mind, you know. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I think it uh, like the tone that it starts you with, like with the, the just the music and like yeah, giving you these like these like sprinkles of an introduction. It like sets the tone for the show in the movie, like like that it's all yeah. like, everything's perfect and happy and yeah. yeah, you're you're following this guy's life. What a concept! And, and the whole world has this, and to me at least, very like uh, satirical just feel to it of everyday mm-hmm. American, like nine to five, like it's nine to five normal as it gets life. Like just everyone walking around, going about their day. Yeah. Um, the way Truman goes about his day, even just like when his wife just talks. You know, it just how ridiculous everything she says is, um, and and the and the fact that you know she throughout the film is giving ads to the camera constantly. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite things about the Truman Show is just how like how subtly it just like introduces those, um, those like little nods that it is a TV show. Yeah. Like when he runs into the twins and they push him a little bit closer to the chicken ad so that they yeah. make sure to get that in the shot. Oh yeah. The, the, yeah. the constant like product placement thing of yeah. the world. Uh, uh, yeah. And, and it like works as a world within a world thing. You know, if you're talking about, there's a constant like commentary on the real world in this, in this 
phony world you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. and show and the idea of show business and just the fact that they need to do ads because it's a tv show but yet like our world has you know is filled with ads everywhere the way you know it's just like all about us processing our reality and the way like ed harris has created this world uh he gives truman a reality which is as close to like what we experience almost, you know, like a typical like American life in a way. Um, Mm -hmm. But as he says later, like his life is um, it's without all the, the deceit and nonsense. Like, you know, he's curated it to be, you know, perfect for him, you know? Yeah. Um, But it is like a, like a twilight zone episode. Yeah. It's yeah. And at at the same, yeah, it's got that to it. It's got the twilight zoney part. I I would say like maybe every, whenever, uh, whenever Jim slash Truman is like alone and feeling out the town, you know, and he starts to have his, you know, awakenings later. That's, that's definitely when it gets twilight zoney. Yeah. Um, but I, either way, that on the first day, it is like that whole feel, um, like just when he walks out and has, says that the classic line to the African-American family across the street. Um, and it just feels so television opening. Uh, you know, it's such a, yeah. the opening of a television episode. Um, and I also love that this is always shot with like, uh, it's got kind of like, the can the like frame always has black like edges you know i know there's like oh, more yeah. of a term for that but it has like you know dark edges to show that like you're looking through like a lens a hidden yeah, like camera a vignette, lens vignette type thing that's, yeah. that's exactly what it is it's vignette yeah yeah that is that they do a really good job of uh they when you know, whoever shot this of uh yeah making you feel like you're also watching the show at times mm-hmm or a part it's, of yeah. the production of the show. It's yeah. like every time you're watching Truman you're watching the show. Mm-hmm. But then you get you get the full like screen when you're like it's Truman's point of view and you he's like looking at the extras that are going around uh everywhere. Yeah. And uh yeah, I right from right from that first day kind of one little thing, one little like mistake sets off that yeah like, like the there's so many like little small like there's so much to control that you can tell that everyone i don't know there's just slip-ups there's always yeah. like small slip-ups constantly um and 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 the but the first day like he's in that mode where he's not thinking about you know he's completely buying into his character yeah. on this mm-hmm. first day um and it's and it's pretty it's just pretty funny to watch just as he interacts with everyone it's like like what is he, he like he's like how are you doing truman he said i don't know he has a line like I don't, I don't even know i don't even know what he says he says like oh you know still still working or something like that it's yeah. just such everyday bullshit talk you know like i still haven't had exactly. a heart attack yet or something like that and <laughs> picks up a newspaper for the wife and it's just uh yeah it's just it's just it's great yeah um and then his his boss is like we might be doing uh cutbacks we might be we might be doing cutbacks he's like cutbacks <laughs> <laughs> and and you just know everything's being done just to manipulate him in some fashion yeah. and push him nudge him in one direction or another yeah yeah exactly he's just constantly being manipulated and i love i love too how they 
you know, I think when he gets to the office too, someone's pointing at the newspaper and it says like Sea Haven voted number one town. Like the yeah, yeah, just the blatant like propaganda for the town that he's like and, driving. And the, in the his radio car. constantly the says radio. not to travel. The radio like the radio is like talking to him like <laughs> like straight up. Yeah, so, like, are you thinking <laughs> you about know? traveling? Yeah, he goes, nope. <laughs> Like, why would you? (laughs) (laughs) And later, later, when he's like having drinks with uh, Marlon, I always, you know, I'm not going to remember his friend's name if I don't look at it constantly in IMDb, but played (laughs) by Noah Emmerich, who I like a lot in this role. He's always like, I got a six pack of brewskis. It's always the same beer, yeah. and, and and Truman's just so depressed, like thinking about <laughs> everything. And he's like, "Got a six pack of brewskis," and they're having the most just corny conversation. And <laughs> yeah. Like he's like, "Why would you want anything else but this, Truman?" I mean, yeah. look at that. So just, he's like, and he's he he has lines like, "I've been all around the world. There's you know no place like here, though. You know, and <laughs> yeah. it's just it's just so fucked how like the closest the people." to this guy in his life are just there to like keep him on the show and keep yeah and follow the script of the show and it gets to a point where the only person he trusts is marlin and then we see that every single thing marlin is saying is is a line fed from Kristoff, pretty much so it's just i don't know thinking about uh that like the the horror of that of everyone yeah. is lying to you you're you're the only one you're on your own pretty much everyone everyone knows except you and and everyone you thought you could trust is all lying to you yeah it's yeah and it presents like this dark philosophical idea about like oh well, it pre- this movie presents a million of those i'm just gonna talk about one of them right? because you're bringing this up is the idea of just uh, a, like a dark philosophical idea about show business and uh, you know, what, what actors and like people are just willing to do um, and how, and just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Just the damage that I guess it can cause and what's art and what's not. And I don't know the attention seeking aspect of it and uh, um, the organizational aspect. And you just, I don't know. I was just thinking about that a lot. The fact that everyone just watching everyone in the world, like going through with this, you're like, wow, like, like just begs a que- a question on like, you know, yeah. are, are people good or not? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. I definitely think like, uh, yeah, like a shocking thing, but also it makes sense for our society is like the amount of people that were like totally on, on board with it and just, like they kept mentioning that the, like the there's only there's very few negative uh things said about the show or whatever most people right like it but it's like uh everyone of course like tries to empathize with truman but at the same time it's like such great entertainment that they don't want to lose it like yeah like they don't see the human element of truman and how like immoral it is to put on a show like this they're they're only yeah. They're, the they're only one who does is and... Natasha Mecklehone. <laughs> yes. Uh, Lydia or Lauren. Uh, Sil- yeah. Sylvia. Lauren, Lauren, Lauren yeah, slash Sylvia. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren. Yeah. Yeah. Who that I think that is uh, a good way to introduce like the, there are people that, um, you know, there are the good people that um, are trying to stand up for what's right and like 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go for the moral. The moral At the same idea. time, too, I also think this movie, though, kind of has has the the other side to it, like the idea that, um, like like I swear you see this through Ed Harris, the idea of this all being like a good thing, like like why mm-hmm. they're why they're doing it, and like the fact that just truman was like a bit like the fact that we spent so much time with the viewers at the bar and just to see how big of a part it is to the world and what an escape it is to the world and um i don't know and like i don't you could tell like ed harris like truly believes in this especially at the end even though he's you know you can question his like motives and philosophy throughout as he does a lot of insane you know like you know really um just dark and like you know things like greed with you know trying going mad over control and power and stuff like that um mm-hmm. but you could tell he really does believes the show is like changing people's lives a- as well which i i can i also can can't argue with at the same time as like because the, the movie shows this happening yeah yeah you can kind of like it's weird because obviously like it it shows like Kristoff really really cares about Truman, but really only in the way that it benefits like his artistic vision. Like like it's, yeah. Truman is everything to him, and he like he says that specifically about like the show, like you know like right. you or whatever. But it's really at the end of the day, Truman is like a pawn in his yeah in his yeah there's like a free there's like an argument of free will thing like going on Mm -hmm. because like ed hair ed harris believes that like if he really wanted to leave you know what i mean like it's it's his choice that he's here you know what i mean that's what Mm -hmm. he truly believes and the movie also does play on play on that it's like how much is this guy willing to go to discover the truth and everything like that and um about like forces you know like fear keeping everyone in their place um but uh, yeah, at the same time, Ed Harris is also like trying to control his reality, w- which is controlling Truman. So, um, you know, there's like a lot of contradiction there. Um, but it's it, like, you know, just that's like the thing. That's what it is, man. It's just throughout. It's all stuff like that. And that's what makes this uh, movie so awesome and really co- complex for <laughs> complex yeah. uh, for the, you know, even even today it's still just as uh philosophically complex um, yeah uh hmm. so uh, i guess we can get to where uh uh truman starts to uh discover i don't know he starts to sense uh there's some like backstory where the him and uh lauren kind of you know fall in love at, and co- at college and then she's dragged away and it's like a moment he's always remembered and she's mm-hmm. he's like trying to you know he's trying to like kind of piece her face together through magazine uh cutouts yeah. um and then you and also he, find out why he uh well, i guess this is skipping a little bit ahead but why he is so obsessed with going to fiji too yeah because she said she was going to fiji mm-hmm. um and he also has this line that he says uh to marlon about like fiji's like the farthest place you can go from uh 
safe haven before you're on your way back you know so essentially it's like on the other side of the world yeah um and i, I love when he's having that conversation with marlin because he's going he's like how would you do how would you do that truman <laughs> he's like you have to say and it just talks about very, you know to very typical life complications stuff like yeah you know we're gonna have to save up money and uh find the time and all that stuff he's like but i'm gonna he's like but i'm gonna do it you know it's just it's just crazy it's just i don't know it's just he's so obsessed with um like having an explorer um uh just like vacation minded person in, in a place where they can't leave is just uh yeah. it's a crazy it's a crazy like internal uh, conflict for a character um, yeah it's really like he gets like cabin fever like he's only ever been in the same small town for like 30 yeah. years yeah and you see his routine in that one day and it's like at night he's having drinks he's like i gotta get out man yeah. <laughs> you know like and everyone's trying to tell him he's like why would you want anything else? And his yeah, wife's like, so negative. <laughs> his wife's like, we'll have a baby. It's, he's like, what? <laughs> you know, and you could yeah. feel him just, you could feel his insanity with like, um, what, you know, you know, people consider to be a normal, like life and the right thing to do always, which is, you know, like, like his wife, his wife always says like, we, what are we going to do for money? We got to keep our finances together. What are we going to, do you want to be where we were five years ago? You know what I mean? Like, which is probably, you know, imperfect financial condition, you yeah. know, in debt, or maybe in a little bit of debt or something like that. And, uh, you know, and it's like, it's the typical idea of wanting to play it safe, um, financially, right. um, at the expense of someone's sanity and Truman and, and Truman's, you know, clearly tired of walking down the same road, saying the same things every day and uh, selling insurance. Yeah. Right. Cause he, he just very clearly is the only uh, person who acts like a human and actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause yeah, he's the only one point. that's not acting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause... And starts to think like differently in any way. Yeah. Um, because he he is the only one that is like curious about like anything outside of <laughs> no everyone else is like no that's just yeah don't worry about that no you don't like that that probably sucks and it's like yeah he's the only one that has like ambition or um you know like actual like yeah just curious tendencies to find out right what, you know what is out there in the world especially because I was thinking this too when he um sees lauren in the library and she's learning japanese so it's like so in in this world like truman is okay he like understands that oh yeah people learn japanese but it's right. like but when are these people ever going to japan then if they're like never leaving yeah like what is the point yeah i don't know somehow he has this big scale view of the world um like he he's he knows how the world should be um enough to know that his world is like flawed you know what i mean like yeah. he, he he'll like when he claps in the grocery store and he's like see they don't notice anything unusual about anything different <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah because all the attention's clearly around him you know like he's a show to them so yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i guess i think 
so yeah there's like some flashbacks to times when there were hints of it before but then once we get to like present day the the thing that really sets it off is when the actor who played his dad yeah just is in the middle of set yeah as a homeless man which well the first time i saw this when i was younger i was i was like Whoa, like i was that was like crazy to right. me like what was happening um yeah and then they like cory they coordinate everything to like get him out of there as soon as possible yeah like, get all these yeah. distractions yeah. in there and, and yeah, it's pretty yeah. scary because you can feel that everything around him like the set and everything's just right there you know every every everyone's in tune with each other except for him he's literally around the corner from like behind the scenes stuff like that one skyscraper is like seems to be a key part where all the behind the scenes stuff happens and yeah at any moment he can step into something like that and um so if, if people notice any interference, they're just like, oh, boom, <laughs> like, you know, like bike, all all the biker. Isn't there one point where bikes all just come out of nowhere, like 10 yeah. bikers just mm-hmm. start going at him to try to di- divert him the other way? Yeah, it's it's insane the lengths they go to to, yeah, to, to stop everything. And it, it got me thinking about like, uh, like conspiracies, you know, how. Yeah so everyone is has to be in on it there for these like huge conspiracies like about 9-11 or jfk whatever there has to be so many people in on it that don't like don't ever let it leak that right. you know something was faked or right. whatever so it's like the same with this like so many people and there's bound to be people who try to uh, yeah yeah to, to and they something sh- and they do it. show later like we had mm. some incidents you know boy. Yeah. And, but it's like ridiculous shit when he's little you know where yeah. there's no way of him ever knowing yeah yeah exactly and i feel like yeah i think that shows that okay like these things have haven't just been happening like this this day or this week like they've been recurring throughout his entire life that like yeah there'll be like a mistake like not necessarily a studio light will fall from the sky but something and then i think yeah. it just starts to spiral out of out of control yeah and yeah. and it's a great it's a great like use of just i don't know it's a it, it, there's a good psychology behind it too because like brain human brains are very just you know uh, i don't know just very aware of patterns and so since this guy's life has just this daily pattern to it, uh, pretty much like he, it just, you can tell how he's able to pick things up. You can really uh, identify with it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I guess at, at this point, pretty much, pretty much where we're at is he's. Which he starts to do on this day. Uh, like they, mm-hmm. he picks up the radio uh say like the signal of uh the uh the radio is probably the second you the the probably who knows how giant the second unit of this crew is for this show like my god like his with ed harris and paul giamatti you know you're seeing like first unit top guys like i think giamatti's like the cinematographer or something like that or Mm -hmm. at least the i don't know maybe the ad ted harris something like that but uh but i don't know to make all this happen the amount of production assistance and uh crew you need like uh, to do everything um oh my god and i guess the dope it's probably has like 
who knows? It could have like a city's worth of jobs, like a big major city's worth of jobs just in it. Like you see it, they have that shot of the dome from space and it's just, you know, it's that massive. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely like hired more extras than almost anything. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. That's where like, I, I try not to think about this stuff too much, but like the logistics. Mm-hmm of everything like yeah does everybody sleep here overnight right. like do they ever go Which, back to see their families in the real world yeah i like view it as like even though it seems impossible like it's just the idea another idea on just i don't know show business and like how far are people willing to go and you know at like yeah having having like been around show business a little a little stuff a little bit i bet like and just, you know, like having a history of hearing about things, you know, like behind the scenes stuff and reading about things uh, like Hollywood is like the most ambitious <laughs> people to do an insane thing like this. So I think it's just like even, you know, in the 90s, especially it's just great commentary on that. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, he's picking up the radio signals and that and so yes. that kind of sets off this day where. I don't know. He's walking around and it is, it is where like the subtlety that you mentioned begins of him. Just, I don't know. No, like he sees people talking. You can tell he doesn't see them as uh, people anymore. You know, he's yeah. really starting to see them like, like the, you know, he, I don't know. He just doesn't buy his, uh, his existence <laughs> um, on this day. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, we had a scores episode and you scores uh the score of this film was on your list and yes. one of the my favorite scores of the movie is in this scene as uh truman kind of um goes out the revolving door and just starts looking around and uh yeah. this score kind of comes on it's so awesome and uh uh and i and i i get why you chose it for the episode for sure you you might have to insert it in in posts oh, yeah, uh, to, to play it, but you you know what I'm talking about. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I think they play it a few more times afterward. Yeah, I really uh, I randomly stumbled upon the score before we did that episode, and I'm yeah glad he did because then that got me wanting to watch this again. But yeah, that's such a great scene where that is like it gets to a point where okay, there's no way he's not going to find something out. Like right he, he's, he's like i'm in bizarro no world and he yeah. and it's just such a fun like i don't know like because this movie has so such a dark dark side to it mm-hmm. that there's moments where i don't know tonally it has such a i don't know imaginative like beautiful and like discovery feel to it like truman just playing around with the world and like yeah. running or running running around you know running around just to into the building he's like what's in here you know yeah. like what is <laughs> like it's just it's uh it, i don't know it plays it's it's good because it's, it it plays off just the insanity that he's feeling because that shit's pretty heavy sometimes yeah yeah it's uh at this point he he really turns into like a like jim carrey the comedic actor like yeah. a lot of Jim Carrey isms start to come out at this point once he's yeah 
comes to realization of everything. Yeah, except it's like real, you know, the movie yeah. puts him in a real place where that that seems like okay, I get why he's acting like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it is funny, but it's not, you know, it's not like the you know, the just pure comedy laugh out loud shit of usual usually, you know. Yeah, definitely. It's uh yeah, well he I guess he then he um he's suspicious of his wife so uh who you know he obviously hasn't hasn't really ever been love with (laughs) (laughs) i know he never ever seems like he likes her i don't know how they get through every day together yeah (laughs) every conversation they have is so ridiculous he's always like working on the lawnmower and going like hey honey (laughs) and then she goes hey you should think about getting a new one like the oh, yeah. she says the brand name into the camera yeah yeah and she, he's like and you could every time she does the he's he just looks at her like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck are you yeah well, that is so weird yeah <laughs> and then uh well i love the scene too when he when he tracks her down to her work where she's a nurse and yeah he uh, trying to he, he starts to following her yeah and, and they're in i love because obviously like these are all actors so they're not actually surgeons and then they're sitting there with another actor who's just laying there pretending to be sedated yeah and they're just like freaking out about like trying to like like laura linney this is probably like the the toughest day of her like acting career was right he's like fuck everything all the pressure is on me to convince my fake husband that we are actually married and this is like a real thing yeah um, yeah yeah and so then Which, he, after he watches the surgery he um he wants to he tries to go to where where is it again fiji fiji he he goes to a travel agent it's like i'd like <laughs> then, to go right now please <laughs> yeah, right now as soon as possible and in the travel agency office they have a, a poster of a plane and it says this could be you and it's the plane getting struck by lightning it's like everything yeah, and, in this travel agent office is discouraging people. Anti-travel. Traveling. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's like a sign that says traveling causes plane crashes. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It says like uh, illness, gang violence, just all this. Yeah. Shit. Street gangs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the travel agent is like, well, there's no flights to Fiji until next month. For a month, for a month <laughs> or something. He's like, Oh, wow. Uh, He's like, I will make other arrangements. <laughs> and I think he like, then he tries to go on the bus next and it's bus to clear. Chicago. Yeah. yeah. He goes on the bus to Chicago and <laughs> it's hilarious as he gets on the bus. Cause you could tell, all right, like this is the, <laughs> it's the one fucking guy and everyone's just ready to like, ready for the bus to break down and get yeah. off. And everyone knows and, when it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. But, and he's just like in su- his own world and he like thinks he's about to see everything and, and it's and it's actually very crushing when he can't go. He just looks yeah. so depressed. Everybody immediately when the bus driver is like, "Sorry, folks!" Like everybody gets up and off as soon yeah. as possible. But then, yeah, he's 
yeah there's a lot of dread just sitting he's there just, yeah he's very lost yeah <laughs> uh, doesn't it doesn't there. say a word just sits there yeah yeah and that and so then his wife and his mom are both showing them pictures and there's like a shitty picture of him in front of mount rushmore it's clearly <laughs> like a set <laughs> yeah. and he's like that's pretty small and they just turn the picture <laughs> um and then they they both leave him to go plan his birthday party another just you know thing like i don't know like they go from just smothering him to leaving him it's just such an obvious thing again that this is fake and they're all in a conspiring thing around this guy they're like why don't you watch your favorite show it's on and then they just leave um and then the movie that's love- on is talking about how you should never never leave or never it's like i it's like an i love lucy episode that's like them and they say the message before the episode begins and the the episodes i don't know about i don't know finding the joy and like what you have or something like that yeah yeah which i think is another just great it's just a great commentary on like television in our lives in general you know yeah yeah i mean it really uh, I don't know, predicted our continued obsession with just television and and like content nowadays and like the yeah. rise of reality TV and stuff. Yeah, and, and if the movie's very much about just like finding reason, like, like especially as the movie um, towards the end, I realized I'm like, oh, this movie's kind of a lot. It's actually a very like heroic story about like courage and stuff like that. And uh, when the went because the move like a lot of uh truman's world is really just um trying to send the message of you know playing it stay safe and um staying in your place and you know like, like you know like the tv thing is like about trying to i don't know just you know just as- almost escape and i don't know, find uh joy uh i don't know like escape from your life yeah basically. yeah yeah yeah, definitely escape from reality. And, and like accepting yeah. and accepting where you're, you know, like accepting where you're at and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Just forgetting about that. I don't know that that inner voice that he has basically. Uh, yeah. Right. Like, a, yeah, just like a distraction. Yeah. Um, and, and so the next the next day is uh, where he really starts to confront in front of his wife because he desperation sees something. is set in what does he see in that wedding photo oh yeah she like crossed her fingers or something that is like a sign that it wasn't yeah that yeah, wasn't yeah. real yeah yeah it's hilarious and he immediately the next day just like hi <laughs> yeah. and he, he says something like like uh oh yeah yeah she's like i gotta go do this or whatever like wish me luck and he's like i'll cross my fingers for you or something like that yeah and he just like he's yeah. just like fucking with her now the entire right. day and, and it, uh, it's just great um it's just great uh juxtaposing how i don't know fake her just her act with how uh i don't know how how much he sees through everything now is is, is hilarious it makes for a great yeah. back and forth between them yeah and then he uh, he gets her locked in his car. Uh, yeah, oh, this is yeah, when... yeah. So I'm mixing scenes up at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. I think this uh, is what. Yeah. Um, I like what the car scene. She kind of like approaches him one day. 
and uh, he's just like sitting in the car i think yeah and then she she comes up to talk to him uh I think, yeah she she's like she's like what are you doing he's like wait um watch a uh oh yes watch. That's it's right, gonna be yeah. a a biker a guy with flowers and then a beetle is gonna come watch yeah and, he's like, and he says do you know why do you know why i know they do this because they circle all, yeah. all day <laughs> like, yeah. they circle they just go around and round round and round <laughs> yeah and then it takes a while for the beetle and then it finally comes by and he's like the dented beetle like he just <laughs> yeah freaks out and, and uh and yeah so then he gets her in the car and he's like and he's like she's like all right honey we'll uh go to fiji if you want he's like well why not right now He's like, no time like the president. <laughs> and he ends he's up like, in that somebody route. help me. I'm being spontaneous. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, great line. Great line. Someone's somebody on beach spontaneous. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And he gets in that roundabout and he's just speeding around. Uh, he's like, what about New Orleans at this time of year? And like yeah. the traffic like starts immediately. He's like, what do you think pretty well coordinated <laughs> huh <laughs> yeah. yeah and then they finally get to like get to the bridge and I, I guess i don't even know if we brought up but like they in the beginning they instilled his like fear yeah. of water with yeah incredible fear of water because they killed his dad extremely in traumatic storm yeah but like yeah. They, they show they show in the flashback or the or the episode footage they showed like just the crew kind of carrying his dad <laughs> away yeah. and the dad's kind of like what the fuck why do i have to leave you know yeah. it's a real like fucked up way to um create someone's fear like it's a real oh, artificial yeah. way to to yeah. traumatize someone yeah it's yeah yeah and they did it to just give him like more i don't know make the show better make him a more layered character you know yeah and then this is then this is where it ties into him being afraid of the water, which has stopped him from leaving Sea Haven yeah, too. Yeah. And and so he closes his eyes, steps on the gas, and yeah, and as yeah, Laura yeah. Linney drives, he, he knows he's like got to do it, even though he has so much PTSD about it. Yeah. Um, and then they end up on a like I I, I guess the the crew or whatever creates like a nuclear power plant area and they basically swarm him so he can't get out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one and cop so he, then knows his name, which... Yeah, yeah, he literally calls him Truman. Him He's off. like, Truman! <laughs> <laughs> and then begins like the, yeah, the, the chase through the, yeah. through the woods. And they kind of just beat him down and they make him just feel very... Um, uh, this is like a kind of a breaking point, like where, you know, he starts to just feel insane um, yeah. because mm-hmm. he really does. Because he, especially since, you know, everyone's in on it and uh, like he talks to his he talks to his friend again about it later over uh, some brewskis Brewskis. Um, Ed Harris kind of feeds him this whole speech and, you know, makes him, you know. Uh, just feel like yeah he makes Truman feel like he's lost a few screws and that he just needs to get back on track you know yeah well because right before that um, you know once they get back from uh, you know the cops drop him off 
uh, and everything from the nu- nuclear plant, whatever. That's when he like um, <laughs> when Laura Linney it like shows him the coffee and she's like, "How about a cup of mocha, whatever, yes. coffee?" Yeah. And then he's like, "Yeah, who are you talking who to? Who is it? Yeah, who is what it? What the hell are you talking to? Yeah, it's right. it's uh, so funny." And then that's when she pulls a knife on him. She's like yeah he is like mm-hmm. like fuck like i am in danger right now and yeah. he he grabs her and he and he's like yelling like he he knows he's being right. watched so he's like yelling at them and then yeah. she does she then like breaks i don't know if it's breaking the fourth wall or whatever whatever wall because she then is like yelling well like, she just breaks character she just yeah, goes exactly. like i can't yeah. i can't work like this you know like um yeah, because from her point of view, it's probably is pretty scary. But she, it, it also shows the shallowness of these actors that they don't understand why he's going crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they don't. Like she really had, care she about didn't. She Truman. didn't see this coming. And you know what I mean? It's not. It's not like a normal acting job. Like this is a real guy, and he is in the he. <laughs> yeah, like he is going through some deep shit. Yeah, and he, he is and it's like your fault, and it's your fault. Why? Yeah, yeah. Is I can't believe these characters who have been with him for like since high school at least, who they just like yeah, have like no they've known that they've been acting with him for ten years. Yeah, like and they, more, and, more so. Yeah, and they don't care about Truman really. Like they care about his character and like. I mean, but they don't care about him as an actual human i there's they don't go into marlin as much but marlin has all those stories from childhood Mm. like has marlin been acting with truman since he was five for all we know or i maybe they're they're probably just using child actors for that but yeah i don't know yeah it's just ridiculous because he like you could tell as as jim carrey's like crying in that scene like you could tell like He's known. Mar- he's had a friend named Marlon since you know he actually was a kid. Yeah, and that's why even after going through all of this shit, where he's kind of realized that he's being watched, he still somehow trusts. Um, yeah, Marlon. He he still trusts yeah. him even after right. you know Laura Linney breaks character. Then yeah, yeah, and I think in that moment too, he just felt. Like he had, it was a moment where he did feel like he was going off the deep end because he, it seemed like he had a physical confrontation with his wife, you know, like he's like, all right, maybe I am going a little nuts. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that that's when we get more, we actually see more of the behind the scenes stuff because I think up to this yep. point, they really hide that. Uh, yeah. You just get a little bit in the beginning, but then this is really when you see. Yeah, which structurally is pretty effective because then, like we then we we, then we are kind of mostly bouncing back and forth between Mm -hmm. uh, these two worlds. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. I guess that um, that that whole um, reintroducing his dad back into like the story, and then that was like their like big achievement that they like got that to work again so they thought that they had so you know everyone's celebrating like they're they work for nasa and like the moon just or that they just had the moon landing or something like everybody in the control room is like celebrating and then it goes into this 
and then like we when get, they yeah. bring his dad back on the bridge you know and he's crying like, yeah he's like great episode <laughs> yeah. and scene yeah it's uh yeah and then that leads into the the interview with Kristoff, which gives you like much more of the backstory um yeah on everything they, they, they there's like how many cameras that are in the world in the town and uh and then they're like a of course, there's like a, of course, there's a debate. Um, there's a debate between yeah. her and uh, him and uh, Lauren Sylvia, where yeah. he's like, "How could you do this to him?" He's like, "I have given him a life." And yeah. there's a there's a really interesting like uh, part where he says, you know, that they breathe, they, like they basically, you know, they had four babies, and it was like who, whichever baby met that the show's like start date you know, was born yeah. by the start date would be the one. And and mm-hmm. that's like why his life was chosen for this. It's it's I thought that was pretty crazy. That's really wild. Yeah. Yeah. And um uh the interesting thing is too like we talked about like just the uh the you know the people watching and, and appreciating the show. Like it's interesting how for the most part they treat uh they're they're still not thinking about truman the way that lauren is they're thinking about truman as their piece of entertainment like um like they see Kristoff as just like an a genius like artist because harry Shearer, when he's interviewing him he's like so how are you going to uh how are you going to um portray to truman um or explain to him his father's reappearance and Kristoff just goes amnesia and then he's just like oh brilliant yeah like he's like, well, <laughs> that's not fucked right, up at all. Right. That's you're just a right. genius. Yeah. Yeah, because he invented like it's it's like saying, oh, another plot point, like brilliant. You know what I mean? Like the next, because they're they're all just kind of they're hanging on, you know, what's happening next, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and I yeah. love how it shows, you know, the different people watching. Like there's the bar. There's like the two old ladies who are like. They, you could tell they live on the couch watching the show, like in and out of mm-hmm. sleep, like as the show's just on. <laughs> and then there's that guy in the bathtub, that weird guy in the bathtub. Yeah, he's always in the bathtub all these years. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing and what his issue is, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he must be dirty. Needs a good bath all the time. Yeah, yeah so you... <laughs> he, he needs to bath constantly because he's so disgusting. Yeah. And yeah, I guess that's when you re- you do see people like really empathizing with some, you know, some of them em- really empathize with Truman. And um, yeah, you can see, see like they want they want him to do, uh, they want him, him to do well. That's for sure. Yeah, they're they, yeah. yeah they're definitely rooting for him. And uh, yeah, I, right after the interview, then is when we cut to this is like. Uh, I don't know. This is a very short scene, but it always sticks in my head. It's when that like Philip Glass, just like piano music starts going. And yeah, then it's this, Truman this... sleeping. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and Ed Harris like puts his hand up onto the, like the screen. Yeah. I, this was a good like musical moment too. That's it's like the second moment after uh, the la the, the last one where I was like, Oh, this is also why John picked it. <laughs> Yeah. Picked, picked it you know yeah that was really cool yeah. too that tra- it reminded- yeah it's just like a transition but 
it's like totally for the movie sets the mood for like the more deep stuff that's gonna happen yeah we just went through like chaos and now it's yeah it's it's gonna get really profound uh, yeah. that song also reminded me of those uh nba commercials i used to love oh um, really what well, where amazing with, happens was it that exact like piano piece or it sounded similar like, i don't it know if it's kind of like one. that it was right. like that yeah and it's just like all like the just like the slow like montages of like basketball and then yeah for where sure. amazing happens where this happens yeah yeah um, yeah anyway then uh oh i guess then there's one there's like one more day then before he uh he totally you know goes off on his own where he yeah he's you could see plays into the character yeah he plays into the character um and they they, they're like already setting up like a new wife for him so that they could have a baby and so, like the his his fucking stupid boss comes up, is like, "This is her," and just points to this like beautiful girl who's like ogling at him. He's like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and then he sleeps in the basement, and they find him on cam, and they 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 end up losing him on camera. Uh, yeah, because he yeah he plants a something there like a penguin or stuffed penguin or something like that or stuffed yeah. bird or then he has a voice recorder and yeah this the classic like it's a classic like kevin McAllister move ferris bueller's day off yeah 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 exactly. yeah ferris bueller more so um and then and, they, uh, so they send over marlin yeah yeah he's is... got his brewski <laughs> again it's always a it's go-to. Like the send over time Marlin. he's cu- he's came with the bre- yeah. And he always comes like right away. You so yeah. you can tell Marlin's like really like he's really about this job. Like he does whatever yeah. it takes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then that's when the big monumental cut the transmission moment comes when yeah when Marlin yeah. realizes the whole, he's not there. The whole town's looking for him. Like. Yeah, all the they're extras. Like, how can are we now not? Working. And they're, they're like, how can we not find him? You know, because yeah. everyone's here. Everyone here is looking for him. He's the one guy. Uh, yeah, and then, and then they like, end up looking in the ocean. Pretty much, is there something yeah. I'm missing in that uh, sequence that you wanted to bring up? Oh, there's just like the hysteria. Then, like, what they you know show people like worried about what what's happening with Truman, like if he's dead. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, like the world, the world has kind of like stopped when yeah. the show cuts, basically. And uh, um, Ed Harris is then like, like we're getting more viewers now on this like yeah yeah by thing than we ever have yeah because right, people are like right. wanting to see what happens. Right. Yeah, and and, it, and so for the like people in the booth, it becomes this giant TV moment where they're like, all right, now how are we going to control this situation now that we got the we got the whole world watching this basically mm-hmm. um, yeah. and then they find him in the water on a boat then and yeah. uh they uh reset the transmission also i just a side note i love that uh philip baker hall is clearly one of the big men upstairs like in charge of the show uh yeah. and says the line cut the transmission yeah 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 i feel like he's always like a sort of a network executive uh, yeah, yeah yeah like in boogie nights he's uh he's the guy who comes to jack corner and says 
film is getting too damn expensive we gotta switch to video you know like that big yeah. moment in boogie nights so yeah yeah i love phil phil so just it's a plus that he's in this movie yeah. um and so then yeah, they start they, a storm uh, but yeah the, well before that even they cue the sun and it's like supposed to be like the middle of the night and so that oh, is like really yeah they, they've like given so up like, all right on, now we need to see him yeah so let's get some light in and they've given up on trying to like hide hide the the truth from truman they're like fuck it just turn on the lights so we can yeah see this yeah guy. well and clearly he knows you know like yeah, yeah. clearly he lost cause yeah. um yeah and then they try to kill they, him basically they, yeah they start a massive storm <laughs> yeah and, Which, and this is this is where it becomes like that just like it to me it's like uh really about an inspirational like like an inspirational thing about just like having this voice inside your head that even though like uh, that the world around you is saying one thing and you know i don't know you don't have to listen to it if it's like if you if you if you feel like that it's just uh i don't know total insanity i like like what truman goes through just to find truth to me is just a, a very inspirational thing like just as he takes yeah. on this storm yeah it really is that that final scene is so uh yeah it's very like inspirational and and heart pounding because it's like you you've you've been able to see so well like how desperate he has become and he's literally doing everything like he's yeah. He's facing and his everyone in his life is telling up. him like the opposite thing. And, but he just, he's just listening to that voice in his head, you know, and he, yeah. and he's even overcome his fear of the water and everything. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, and isn't his boat, is this say like Magellan or something like that, or just some explorer's name? Uh, yeah. It's something like that. I, Cause I and, remember in the beginning he says he wants to be like Magellan or something. Yeah. yeah I wonder if it, and I feel like it, it's like playing off, you know, just, I don't know, explorers who used to think that the world was flat. And so they sail to the edge of the earth to find what's there. And that's kind of, in a in a way what he's doing. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he then hits the, he hits the dome <laughs> and it's, it's this crazy, um, crazy moment yeah and then that really intimate uh conversation he has then with with christoph who is basically like his god like yeah well yeah especially the way they shoot the sky as his voice comes down yeah. from the control booth speakers he yeah he's like talking to his god like like christoph definitely sees him as his um his maker uh which mm -hmm. is like i don't know it's weird because he i don't i don't he didn't really he didn't really he didn't really create truman if he created truman it's kind of like his dad he he built like the world around around truman and yeah. i guess influenced his life so much that yeah he's god yeah yeah and he he even you know says that corny thing again where it's like it's about you like we had you you know like yeah you know trying to to play up like his basically his importance to the rest of the world not to like you know so that yeah. he doesn't think about any of his personal like anything anything personal but that he means so much to the world trying to convince him to right. stay right uh yeah but yeah that that scene is really like 
uh, yeah, it was just really, really profound. Um, yeah, and it, it's 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 really just a be- beautiful like piece of cinema that scene as he as he's like you know standing in front of your background now and he does that little he does that little bow you know it's just uh uh, it's yeah it's a great it's just a great moment for sure and Mm. uh, it's like just a great shot of him standing in front of uh the fake sky taking that bow in this uh i don't know his costume like goes well with it too and uh jim Mm. carrey just yeah nails that scene as he like kind of like signs off the air you know yeah. like in one scene he kind of like find discovers all that he discovers the truth and then he's like all right well done with that you know yeah. and just walk and walks out and it, and the world like turns uh i would say the well i got maybe the world doesn't turn upside down i think like you're kind of like wondering all right what you know it's a big what what what's next moment now and yeah. what's next is really like, all right, what are, what is everyone going to watch now? <laughs> you know, yeah. like in the end, that's what, what it's all about. Like, all right, what else is on? What else is on? Yeah. That's a, yeah. Yeah. I love this ending for so many reasons, but yeah, it's like that perfect, that perfect sign off that Truman has where he says, you know, he starts the movie with his like little catchphrase and then he ends it with, in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, good night, you know, signs off with his own catchphrase of a show. Yeah leaves off into the the unknown and i i really love that ambiguous ending where it's just you see sylvia like running down the stairs he's leaving there's you can't see what's in in front of him or anything like that and then i I like yeah i like it that he doesn't have the scene where he walks out and it's just like a a view of los angeles or something like that be like that'd be just corny as fuck exactly like it's it's really not about it's not about that at all yeah exactly and yeah and then everyone like you said just kind of goes on with their lives and like all right well what else is on like (laughs) like, yeah (laughs) like this is just a tv show not some like monumental event right yeah yeah, it's like saying i don't know you just follow you know you just watched game of thrones or something it was like the biggest deal is taking up so much of your mind or something like that and then the show ends and you just zap back to reality and you're like what what are we what are we going to watch now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. I know such a, such a great ending. Really glad it was uh, ambiguous like that. And yeah, it, it just, I don't know. There's so many different themes in it and things to take away. I, it also this time around made me think of like, uh, like I feel like it also, there's also allegories about like modern day, um, like movements going on like i like i feel like we're kind of in a turning point uh in like our lifetime where i feel like everyone sort of every every few decades there's like a turning point where our society like becomes more self-aware of like shitty things that we've done in the past and i kind of feel like the past like five to ten years we've been in one of those like moments so i feel like it sort of ties into that too like becoming self-aware as a society yeah, just that, the idea of like a, enlightenment and uh truth and just like a new yeah. consciousness and stuff like that yeah it's 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 yeah it does it so well that that it covers that so well that it, it's like a timeless those themes are timeless and doesn't yeah. matter what era it is yeah yeah exactly so yeah it just kind of ties into that um 
yeah, like coming to terms with everything not being perfect and yeah, becoming more self-aware and uh, yeah. Yeah, I just really love uh, really love this movie. I'm glad we yeah. watched it. And it's actually one that I didn't get into, into adult until adulthood. And now I've seen it maybe four times. And, and it's definitely one where I'm like, yeah, I got to watch that every break that out every year, probably buy the Blu-ray and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. great. It was like a, I probably rewatched it maybe last year, the year before. And I was like, I definitely made this the decision. I'm like, all right, this is definitely my uh, like favorite like Jim Carrey movie um yeah yeah I, I think it would be mine as well i have a lot of nostalgia for ace ventura growing up but uh but this is i think for sure um yeah my my favorite jim carrey movie yeah, yeah. there's moments where you can get really filmy and be like it's a ter- eternal sunshine of the spotless mind <laughs> is jim carrey's best performance but like this movie is so um so much about him and he's channeling so he's he's channeling so much of that in it, and he is just so great in it, and not and so funny, and uh, uh, brings out all so much of the philosophical aspects in it. And he's yeah. also like a, like a classical movie star character in it too. Like I don't know, you know, some guy from like the uh, '30s or '40s, like Cary Grant, being in like a situation or something like that. So he's yeah, he's just uh, a peak, a peak talent in this movie. And uh, since it, it, it I, I do like things that are deeper, uh, deeper too, but also not completely uh, like depressing things that are yeah. also mm-hmm. uplifting. Like it, it's also why I like this a lot, and and just the fact like I love how uh, satirical it is uh, yeah. tonally. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's got so much I like, so much I want uh, so much stuff that i want in a movie and it's and it, uh, along with the mind bending elements uh, mm-hmm. that just leave you leave you in your head like tripping out thinking about shit you know <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and there's even been people with schizophrenia who have been like diagnosed with the truman show syndrome where they, they oh feel shit like i did not a, know that yeah it's a it's legitimately like they named like a, um, a legit a condition, condition after the truman show and it's wow. it just sort of i mean it ties into how like obsessed people are with attention and you know reality tv and stuff and um but there was wow. someone who had schizophrenia who then deemed had truman show syndrome or whatever he thought that that 9-11 was just like some something to show like a turning point in his like in his life that it didn't actually happen so he he flew to new york to see like where the twin towers were just to prove to himself that 9-11 actually happened so it's like things like that yeah wow yeah anyway that's insane (laughs) there's a whole other like direction you could you could go with yeah oh yeah i i I know (laughs) oh yeah like i i you had me like thinking again like what what, the way i was like thinking just move i was like oh that's another screwed up thing there well, don't um, don't think too much, Luke, because then I'm gonna get I'm gonna lose my acting job in your uh, in your life's TV show. 
yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Next thing you know, someone's going to come yeah. in, don't in you my house and take me out. Don't you want a podcast again, Luke? What would you need yeah. more than this podcast? Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, stop thinking about <laughs> everything else, man. Yeah. Just stay home and watch movies, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll come over with some brewskis and we'll just watch a, watch another movie. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to? Yeah. Oh, man. Gotta love Marlon. Oh, yeah. Go Everyone Marlin. say hello to the Marlin in their lives that keeps <laughs> yeah. them uh, in their bubble tomorrow. Yeah, hope we all have a Marlin to, to lean on to. Yeah. <laughs>